special event alert. Get out of bed and run! This is Late for Changeover, your weekly space news and variety show. I am your host, Marty Smith, and I'm joined by Mr. History, Eric Perrot. Oh, back in the flavor here, fellas. And our man in the closet, Jake Wall. Still wrapped in flannel. And we're here to bring you the latest headlines and updates pertinent to all Guardians and to the lesser services as well. So take your seats, get informed, and have a laugh as we present Late for Changeover. It's so it's so dead without doing the music line. I know. Lesser <laughs> services? Yeah, that's hard to He say. says that every week, too. I love that. The lesser services. I, I'm waiting okay. for somebody to actually yeah. respond and go, fuck you, and not lesser services. <laughs> yeah. You are on this show. They would have to listen for that. Uh, gentlemen, today, uh, Teapot is uh, on injured reserve again. He's on DNIP status. So. Yep. Uh, hopefully he'll be back and we wish him well. He's not doing anything productive, uh, except not for being here. But we are joined by a fellow legacy guardian, one of the original guardians, Master Sergeant retired Mike Johns. Mike, How's it going, for, everybody? Thanks for coming Welcome on the show, Mike. man. Yeah, man. Uh, it's my pleasure. It's been a long time. I know it's uh, it's odd. Mike was like, "Hey, I was listening to the show. I wanted to come on." I was like, "Holy shit! Are you? Are you? Am I being catfished here? Or you're going to come on and go? Oh, this is this is this is artificial intelligence messing with you." <laughs> nice. I would have believed that the more than your original text to me. So, Marty will take any attention he can get. I will. I lost the leg for that attention. So I knew it. <laughs> Mike, give us a once over the world rundown on how you found the Air Force. All right. So uh, I was a, an Air Force brat. Both my parents are retired Air Force. Uh, mom, Master Sergeant, or Dad, Master Sergeant, Mom, Major. Um, oh, the old uh, officer enlisted thing. That's yeah, you know, you know how that goes. They, they, they met, married, enlisted. But uh, so yeah, I was I was a blue oh, okay. baby, and then uh, right. as I was as I was graduating high school, I was kind of I wasn't a fuck up, but I wasn't the best. Um, you know, most people child. most people will approach that and say I wasn't the best student in the world. But yeah, you well, I was I was, I was fine. I was and then backed it up. To a little bit higher than that so no i was gonna go to college and fuck it up so i was like you know what let's get on a uh let's get on a better path and hey this air force thing worked out for my parents let's go check that out for four years nice um and then four years turned into 10 years and then 10 years turned into 20 years where were and you so at? 1999 where were is you when at I joined. When you signed in or signed up where was okay. i at jacksonville florida oh okay whoa look at that Eric's from, uh, he's a Florida baby. Yes, sir. He's a Tampa Bay man. Already he looks like a Florida common. man. I already have something in common with you, Mike. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Even though For you're more of Florida place. man's tan lines, check out <laughs> Mr. History's OnlyFans. <laughs> Papa Bear. All right, 1999, Mike. <laughs> you signed up. Yeah, I signed up. Uh, went to basic, actually open electronic, and my first... The first job on my list was Airborne Com, 
And then the second one was Space Ops because of uh, the blue flight suit. The recruiter had no clue on what Space Ops meant or did or anything like that because, like, I've seen these guys around before and they have blue flight suits and that's pretty cool. I was like, you know what? Let's do that. Um, But they couldn't get me into Space Ops or Airborne Com for, like, a year, so I went and opened Electronics on the roll of the dice and I'll get an electronics job. And I can't remember my other three were on the list of five, which you could sign up for, but yeah, those are my first two. And then, yeah, once I got the basic, you know, week two or three, they give you, you know, your, your AFSC and boom, I got space ops. And believe it or not, do you guys, did you know Chad Carpenter? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Him and I were in the same basic training flight together. Wow. (laughs) That's Chad's crazy. still around in Colorado, I think, somewhere. I'm trying to get. I, yeah, I he's I, he's since re, he's since retired. Last I saw him was before I left. I'm in Tucson, Arizona now, but uh, I saw him a couple of years ago. He was the superintendent for the two Swiss. I got to reach out to him. Um. So. Oh, you, giggles! Make sure when you talk to him, call him Giggles because it really pisses him off. Really? <laughs> but he's got he, well, he's got a silly laugh. He goes. <laughs> <laughs> so call him call him giggles it will drive him nuts i thought he was all steady state like nothing really got to him so well he yes and no so okay let me let me tell a funny story so back when we were both airmen we both in process of squadron and when you first get there they're like hey what do you need on your flight suits and i was the airman detailed on getting all the new airmen's you know names and ranks and what they wanted as their call sign and all that kind of stuff and I gave Giggles his Giggles call sign. He did not sign up for it at all. So he gets his first flight suit name tag. So it's Chad Giggles Carpenter. Oh. And he was pissed. <laughs> That's good. But I mean, it all worked out in the end. Like, he, you know, he was he was a good sport about it and cool. And wow. Yeah, he'll always be Giggles to me. And he's a good dude. Well, Giggles. you said he was in your basic training class. So you retired in 2020, right? Yep. Space all the way. All the way. Um, All the way. <laughs> yeah, my, my my one deployment was to Washington, D.C. <laughs> Jake oh. and I have discussed some of them tough, tough deployments <laughs> you guys go on. <laughs> well, but you know what? Yeah. The, the, the secret of all that whole thing is, Eric, it's open to anybody. Mm. You could have chose that life. Well, and I had the chance. Well, I could have picked, I, I could have picked Al Udeed. But I looked for diem rates, and I was like, Washington D.C. for six months or Al-U-D for six months. Don't and I was like, Yeah, I gotta go D.C. No, it's free no. money though. Yeah. In the desert. Yeah, that's true. Mm. That Al- going to Al-U-D is how Jake shoehorned his way in the VFW. Uh, <laughs> there you go. It was actually the two Kuwaits on the southern border. Oh, the real me. deployments. Uh, that's right. And then of- they were like, well, you were in LUD. I was like, yeah, but it had two pools and like four <laughs> chowls. They're like, did you get combat pay? I was like, or war zone? War zone pay? I was like, yeah, I think so. And they're like, Do they actually ask those questions? Oh, yeah, yeah, you have to turn VFW in your... does. American Legion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, VFW. You have to Stop turn in your 214. Yeah. 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 I did mine. It, it is called a foreign war. A veteran of a foreign war. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, everyone. We, we go. It's a civil war. Another discussion. <laughs> yeah, the civil war. Foreign war. 
So anyway, uh, thanks for coming on, Mike. I uh, appreciate that. Uh, I didn't realize you retired in 2020. I thought it was maybe earlier than that. So Nope, January 2020. And uh, you just had another milestone a couple months ago, right? What? Yep. Uh, birth of two twins and a boy and a girl back on the 4th of July. Nice. So go America. Ooh, are they really 4th of July, babies? Ooh-wee. Yep. Wow. And, uh, yeah, the wife the wife went in for a standard, uh, some sort of, you know, woman thing that you go in for when you're pregnant. Um, <laughs> and they're like, wait a minute, you're actually in the middle of giving labor right now. So call your husband and have him come to the hospital. We're going to C-section these babies out. And wow. Boom, within a couple hours, we had them out. And yeah, now they're, they're doing well. They're, you know, right at four months now and uh, doing doing just fine. So. And you're 42. Forty-two. Wow, congratulations, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, nice. That's awesome. Yeah, he's not going to see those grandkids, but that's okay. no. <laughs> he's going to be gone. <laughs> Jeez, man, don't put that on him. Well, and hey, you never know, man. I'm taking athletic greens. Make sure you get your athletic uh, greens, like every other podcast, where we got to get them in. AG one, <laughs> baby. Look at you, you pitching a sponsor that we don't even yeah. know about. AG one. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you could get, I mean, uh, one of those two could get an early start, you know, I mean, yeah, they hit no. him at 18. Don't so wish like, that on him a, either. Yeah, you never got a better man. shot. And, you know, maybe or, or I could lift on 120. Let's, let's go that route. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> That's a lot maybe, of AGY. <laughs> maybe. If you had a uh, workout program like, um, like Teapot? Maybe. No, not no. like Teapot. That's a uh, detriment <laughs> workout program. So yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Mr. History, glad you're back. Woo! You have a date in U.S. military history. Well, on the verge hey, of that makes one out of four of us to not be boring, Jake. Tell the one listener I'm going to try not to be boring, man. Yeah, Cecily. Well, actually, please I think my, give us I feedback. Think my sister said that in a comment. Ugh, oh, news. But I Maybe I shouldn't do the history. History's boring like, unless you like it. Oh, right? no. It's Even just you presenting it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, hell, I might as well keep doing what I'm doing then. Fuck Have it. you yeah. never seen drunk history? That's a good time. <laughs> it's actually, I mean, people should enjoy. You should no, almost take the boring to, like, the nth degree. You know what I mean? Oh, like... Bill or who I'll is be that? Uh, mundane, dry mundane eyes. in my history. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, the economist guy. Yeah, in, uh, yeah. So if you go that, he's the science guy, right? You torture us on uh, Even in real more. time while we're here. Hey, take it, take it away, Mister History. So, guys, we're going back to 1968. Everybody was alive uh. in 1968. <laughs> no, you sent me. What are you talking about these two guys. I keep learned. forgetting, man. Yeah, I don't know if my dad wow. was alive in '68. Yeah. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> All right, we're going back to 1968, one November, by God. Yeah. All right, so back in November of 1968, I'm going to tell it like a story in the deep still of night in the vast oh, Mekong go. Delta, oh. a cacophonous explosion. Four through the darkness. At about 3.20 a.m., two Viet Cong mines attached to the hull of the tank landing ship, LST for short, the USS right. Westchester County detonated to a devastating effect, tearing upward through multiple decks, 
sending men and debris flying and threatening to ignite the 600, 600 of tons of ammunition and explosives stored aboard the ship. Wow. 25 men were killed in the explosion, including 18 sailors, five soldiers, and two South Vietnamese servicemen. Hmm. An additional 22 men were wounded for the Navy. It was the largest loss of life in the Vietnam War in one instance. Wow. Yeah, crazy. So this LST, uh, and it was USS Westchester, was better known as Wesco. They shortened it up for Wesco. It was uh, one of the numerous LSTs produced during and immediately after World War II. They were designed to land large number of troops and vehicles directly onto beaches. But during the Vietnam War, they were pressed into service as essential floating bases, barracks facilities, and warehouses. They were especially needed in the vast Mekong Delta, a Viet Cong stronghold, which had little contagious solid ground or which to build bases or conduct large-scale combat operations. So they used the LSTs for that purpose. So on 1 November 1968, two Viet Cong frogmen put mines on it, blew it sky high, fellas. That wow. is your history, history on 1 November. All right. That's a pretty cool use of that. The LSTs? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. They were bigger than I thought. They held more people than I I thought. They were longer. Longer. Yeah, yeah. I think I remember seeing the models of those things, and I was like, this is a landing ship? This looks like a regular ship. I think more importantly was the fact that the Navy lost more people in that one instance than they had during the Vietnam War. Pretty interesting stuff. The Navy well, didn't take yeah. a lot of losses, though, huh? That's crazy. Not they, like that. I think they took losses in like their riverboat stuff. So you probably didn't take like big, but it, like in one instance, yeah. one instance, yeah. yeah, one instance. And they, well, they, they, they had a lot boat. of pilots, right? <laughs> What's that, Mike? Yeah, I, I said they missed one riverboat that they should have hit. Oh, here we go. Which was oh. that? It's a John Kerry reference. Come on, he was a, he was a river rat. Yeah, I, I got you. That. I had to get past thought, the yep. uh, apocalypse now first, and then I was like, "What?" That's true. Because that one made it all the way up. <laughs> anyway, um, you can edit that out. Sorry. No, it, it's no, it's so fun when you got to explain the joke. <laughs> well, I think no, it's I more got fun. It. I got it's it. it's yeah. very appropriate a, for this podcast. One, actually. That, was a, that was a pretty good one, though. Yeah. <laughs> I like throwing in the get it. Get it, Marty? It's funny because it's a joke about politicians. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's, but that's your nature to just. Uh, well, honestly, the best John Kerry joke was those dudes in Iraq. That's they they had the sign that said "Help John Kerry." We're stuck in Iraq, and they had spelled all wrong because he said that you know when during his presidential campaign that if you weren't smart and going to college you would get stuck in the army or i can't remember exactly what he said but yeah, yeah, that yeah was they, you know, they cut to some army dudes with this stupid big ass sign that said h-a-l-p john Kerry." all like i said all spelled I think, wrong i think i remember that because his campaign was just so bad yeah it was terrible so bad. lurch was horrible and then when they pulled out all that uh throwing the medals away and all that shit and then those swift boat guys came out and go this guy's a liar and it's like that yeah, was pretty uh, much done yeah. Yep. So, uh, but now you know he's got the last laugh. He's doing uh, what's he doing now? He's doing something in the administration. I don't know what it is. 
He's still uh, preaching. The, he's like he's green. an ambassador, isn't he? Yeah, is he, he an ambo? I, I don't know if he is, but he, he does. He flies around doing climate change shit a lot. A lot of climate right? change. Green Living stuff. better than us, huh? <laughs> well, as soon as he married uh, the ketchup queen, yeah, the ketchup chick. Yeah, he was uh, Teresa Hines Carey. Hines. Yeah, he was doing just fine. So. Money. <laughs> 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 All right, let's uh, let's go to the news. Uh, okay. The news. Now, it, this is a weird story, the way it's presented. Okay. Uh, from sandbox.us, it says a new Space Force painting offers a glimpse of space warfare. Now, it depends on where you go. If you go to Task and Purpose, it says it offers a glimpse of space, of space warfare, which they can't even do. And I was like, yeah, well, that's kind of shitty. But if you go to Sandbox, it's it's a little less uh, critical of, this, of the Space Force. So. Well, it's, it's offering a tantalizing glimpse. A tantalizing glimpse. That's true. And if you go to, and we'll, and we'll talk about it. Well, I, I don't want to jump in. Uh, the Space Force's Space Operations Command unveiled the branch's first official painting earlier this week. Uh, why we have an official painting. Again, Jake, it's like what we were talking about, how space is just trying to push everything. Oh, you got it. Got it. Heard. We got our first official painting. Yeah, it's not even just, a good painting. Just jam uh, the heritage no, down your it's, throat. It's not, it's not the greatest. No, that's true. And you know plus, what they should have done, Marty? They should have put a picture of that chick Alita. You ever seen the movie? I do like that movie. I do like. Yeah, that see, space chick man and freaking alien all, armor stuff. He's all robotics and shit. Eh. Yeah, but that's well, hey, let, let me take shit, a counterpoint. Man. Let me take a counterpoint. And General Saltzman, I think this is a fantastic painting. Um, look for our contracts and please give them the thumbs up. Oh, so you're trying. <laughs> did a great job here. If he listens to this, <laughs> we yeah, right. the space. <laughs> yeah. Done. Uh, the painting by Rick Herter titled High Ground Intercept shows a futuristic American spacecraft hunting down an orbital weapon system before it can reach a nearby satellite hunting Ooh. down uh is it hunting how do you know it's hunting it's uh they said so I, in the article because that's <laughs> yeah right, right. uh is is the is the nose of the spacecraft breathing in <laughs> so, so this was always a big concern of the russians with our shuttle Right, because yeah. our shuttle bay yeah. had an arm and it had a big bay <sighs> and all that, and they were like, every time that shuttle went up, they kind of tightened up and watched their stuff pretty yeah, closely. Yeah, because we already they? launched and retrieved shit using the old shuttle. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the artwork depicts a futuristic U.S. space vehicle intercepting an adversary satellite. Uh, a Space Force release explains before clarifying that the unusual spacecraft depicted is not representative of an actual program underway. Yeah, it's from Armageddon. Well, that's a, that's a scratch. <laughs> that's a scratch my head moment. It's got a it's yeah. got a, a crew of roughnecks who are going out that's to an from asteroid. Armageddon looks like Eagle. It's got what? What was it? The the thing that uh, Bushimi got? Uh, they called it uh, space dementia. He's got space <laughs> dementia. Space dementia. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ride the nuke down. <laughs> so uh, in this picture, uh, they, you, they he painted the legendary Boeing X-20 
Dinosaur, which was a hypersonic suborbital bomber already in active development prior to the launch of Sputnik all the way back in 1957. But uh, they said the spacecraft depicted might actually resemble a much more modern platform that despite being in service with the Space Force today remains shrouded in a great deal of secrecy, and that is the unmanned mini space shuttle known as the X-37B, which is that. Yep. So I didn't know that was unmanned. And that thing exists today, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. all remote. It's all remote. Hmm. Well, it's, it, it is unmanned except for the orbital mechanics on board. Yeah. Come on, come on. Good space joke. Come on, guys. I, I, I chuckled a little bit. <laughs> I'm disappointed I chuckled. Come on. That was a good space joke. Well, I, you, you have to go, oh, really? That's like, a, that's like an EUSD or an OUST joke. Oh, man. Right before you put on uh, From Space to the Moon Episode 3 and you go and leave for a fucking hour and a half. I, I kind of like this guy approaching that shuttle or that. Yeah, look at that fucking suit he's got on. I mean, the suit looks great, and then you had me all the way until like the galoshes, the rubbers. And I've seen. <laughs> like, uh, he just went to Big R or freaking Tractor Supply. Yeah. Was like, hook me up, man. It's like, hey, that's isn't that the woman's boot when they go muck the stalls for their horses? Oh. Yeah, or, or go clamming. Let's go to the beach. Yeah. And go do some yeah. clamming. Yeah. No, what you guys don't know is this guy is going to the snowy plover nest over on Vandenberg Beach. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. man, that's what it He's got to do his count, and he's got the suit so he doesn't interfere with their environment. Precisely, yeah. So you Eric, can't mess with their habitat. Eric, and for those who don't know, out at Vandenberg Air Force Base, there are some beaches that are closed. I'm familiar with it. Oh, you are? Yeah, because we did the this, uh, ORIs there. This species oh, of, yeah. it's a bird, yeah. right? Is, yeah. Isn't it a yeah. bird? It's a bird. So yep. they say it's endangered, uh, and you can't go on the beach. Yep, very familiar with him. You know, I, I just looking at this guy. He's got to be a cop, don't you think? <laughs> no, because who who would sign all that uh, equipment out to a cop? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, There's not graffiti on this thing. Like. We're talking futuristic. <laughs> he probably replaced his original. No, that's now. That's with, modern no, no, day. no. I'm talking though. That's why he's got this outfit though. So he had to replace. Yeah. His original space boots because they ripped or tore, so he got his, his rubbers <laughs> off. Probably. Remember that story we did about the cops uh, out of was it Las Cruces or wherever the nuke testing site was way back in the sixties and seventies, and they were just guarding the base, but yeah. they caught cancer too because they were but because they were cops and they were on a secret mission, they the, their assignment got blacked out, so they didn't get compensated. Yeah. We did that story. Yep. So if they remember. didn't give any nuclear protection to those cops, that is not a cop yeah. walking around in space. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> or, or the thing is, this there's probably actual suits that go with this outfit or boots that go with this outfit. But <laughs> maybe are white. <laughs> yeah, that are white. But he's got a freaking like waiver, a tennis shoe waiver. They're like, oh, he just wear, he wear New Balance out there, man. He's, you gotta at least wear these. Like, what are these like gonna do? Murdoch specials or something. Yeah, like. exactly. Oh my god, you got this much more support. You're good, bud. 
can I wear my own okay. boots? And they're like, yeah, yeah, sure, if you got them, you can wear them. <laughs> yeah, you can. Uh, the X-37B is a long-duration spacecraft, and he can stay in orbit for long periods of time. It currently has a record of 908 days in orbit. Wow. Shit, that's almost three years. That's Further, its ability to carry cutting-edge sensors as well as the orbital mobility allotted by its onboard thrusters make the X-37B a very difficult intelligence asset to plan against. It's curious that it's still X-37, right? Hmm. Uh, does that mean... Uh, you know, it doesn't turn in. I don't know what it's going to turn into, but, uh, you know, F, F-16 was X-16, F-22 was X-22. Yeah, when it was still being evaluated. Right, right. Tested. So, is it still tested? They already put it up there for three years. It's like, how much more do you need to see out of this? <laughs> it <thing>? must work. <laughs> um, uh, the X-37B could be tasked with intercepting foreign satellites as they close with other orbital assets. A test from... The Remove Debris, and Debris is capitalized, D-E-B-R-I-S, program, showed how a satellite could capture junk floating in orbit, but it also demonstrated just how easy it would be to capture something. So they have this. I thought we'd go from that. Can you, oh, do I got to reshare that? Uh, yeah, you're not, you're not showing the video. Shut <laughs> <laughs> up, Jake. God damn it. <laughs> If I had any kind of producer or any kind of, oh well. So this one, uh, I've lost the mouse. <laughs> I'm playing right into Jake's make fun of. Where'd that mouse go? So I don't know what removed debris is. <laughs> oh my god, I missed this so bad. No, you don't. <laughs> so. This was, uh, they put a piece out there and they show how they could shoot this harpoon out there. And I was like, huh? That's pretty simple, right? Boom. Oh, damn, that's cool. So all we got to do is pull up to uh, Chai Sat 3 and just nail it, right? So, we so can do that are right we now. assuming that the bad guys aren't going to have the same kind of ship up here to prevent us from harpooning? Well, of course, stuff? of course they do. They probably got hmm. more. Uh, well, uh, they don't want to say too much of it, but yeah, they got anti-sat stuff. Just so like we're going to be doing some harpooning battles with other ships. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think the Chicoms are just like let's uh, remember that old game, um, missile defense or whatever it was. We had the big trackball. And you just had to shoot the blooms up there, and then all the incoming missiles went into the blooms. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I think that was, I think that's the Chicom anti sat idea. Hmm. It's just like, we'll just blow some shit up there and let everything in orbit run into it. So, um, so we can do it where, and very easily, and we're already kind of doing that already. So, um, but that is the background between these. I, I wish they hadn't built it as the first Space Force painting. Yeah. Because that alone sounds moronic. It's <laughs> yeah. um, like you said, they're establishing their culture, their history all at once, man. You know what they got to do? They should go reach out and do this little program where they go out to different bases and they get like some airmen or some A1C. And they're like, hey, we'll give you a, a five grand bonus if you get our first space painting. 
tattooed on your back. (laughs) (laughs) You know there'd be people like, oh, fuck, I'll do that. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You have hundreds of them. (laughs) Hundreds of them. That they probably couldn't pay him. And they were like, oh, the same yeah, morons sorry. that move out of the dorms to get married so they get more money. Like, <laughs> yeah, you get yeah, all the time. All the time. Right? All the time. Um, okay. So here's some other interesting uh, stuff. The Air Force is going to test an all electric plane. Well, the Air Force isn't really testing it, it's the contractors who are going to test it. But. Uh, the Air Force is, uh, oh, show. let me show you. Yeah, the plane looks really cool, but it's electrical. It's electric. Um, Does it so, roll up to like one of the car spots and plug it in? <laughs> plug in. Uh, that'd be I, sweet. Yeah. That what what be, do they call them things? What do they call the, the plugs? Chargers? Parking no. stations? Well, it's a parking station, but I thought they had like an EVO electric vehicle something plug no all right oh you mean the plug that they actually use the actual thing that they plug into it's called no oh, I get it. I don't know. it's uh, called a charging station i don't know what the okay there probably is a name for it vehicle. but uh i i because i don't i hate to see a flounder like that i'm floundering bad i'm trying not to <laughs> There probably is a name. I thought somebody was going to come to the rescue, man. If only somebody. I else secretly to, love it. If only somebody else could have a computer to look that up. I mean, I'm googling it right now. It's called charging station. Hey, yeah. um, shame on you, cop. So it doesn't have like EVO. I I remember seeing some kind of acronym, electrical electric vehicle charging EVO. Nothing, huh? That would be. I mean. Easy. There's all sorts of things you can tag on behind it, but it's just called a charging station. There's probably, Um, you're you're probably right, but I don't know what it is. Okay. All right. Um, So it doesn't plug into one of those. Well, what, what are those, um, flight line, uh, the electrical. Hey, wait, what's a flight line? I've never heard (laughs) of that thing. Yeah. You guys, never mind. I was like, ah, shit. (laughs) My audience was freaking done. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) <laughs> there there is a towable generator that yeah. you can plug into yeah. aircraft while you're on the ground so you don't have to run the auxiliary power units yeah. where's west well, Ball? Ball? West Ball? Ball? West Ball would know this, right yeah eric would um know i mean uh, yeah. scott would know this right off the bat all right this is good pod this is good um Hey, go turn into these four guys who can't figure out what the name of a fucking outlet is. This is our problem. You can't scratch the surface. We should have known, man. No detail. That's your rule, No Jake. detail. Don't scratch. Rule. Hey, maybe it's in the article. <laughs> no, it's not. The Air Force has no. begun testing an all-electric manned aircraft at Eglin in Florida. Eglin Air Force Base in Florida. Hasn't that been renamed? That's not Eglin Space Force Base? I think it's a joint force base now. Joint Space Force Space? Well, I think it's just a Joint Force Space. Yeah, I don't think it's space. Um, An Alia airplane arrived Thursday at Eglin's Duke Field ahead of months of experimental work by the 413th Flight Test Squadron. The first test is scheduled for November 7th, uh, according to Manufacturer Beta Technologies, which is an odd name. Beta. Why would you have Beta Mm. in, in today's day and age? But... 
The single Aaliyah model being tested in Florida can fly over 330 nautical miles on a single charge. It has a cruise speed of 100 knots, which is pretty slow, I think, right, for a plane. And can carry five passengers or 1,250 pounds of cargo plus a pilot. That's pretty good. I wonder how many batteries are in that thing, right? Because, like, Tesla cars are massively heavy, aren't they? Because of that Hmm. bank of batteries. Well, the plane has the same thing, right? The plane's plane's very familiar, too. I've seen the same setup with the prop in the back, the rear like that, on some of the water aircraft that land in the water and take off. They're actually like sporting aircraft that I've seen in Florida. Same kind of setup. Almost like a kit aircraft. Yeah, yeah. The guy who's building it in his ba- or his garage. Uh, this is a conventional electronic aircraft, so conventional takeoff. Um, they have some vertical takeoff and landing uh, electrical aircraft that they're testing. And uh, this is the first conventional takeoff and landing stationed at a U.S. base. So, And, and the pilots who are going to do it are all beta technology pilots. So no Air Force is going to do it. It's just those guys. They're just using the base. So what exactly, without too much detail, is the purpose of this thing? Emissions. <laughs> well, think about it. Think I, about, I the, think about the range and the payload. This is good for flying back and forth from like Colorado Springs to Denver. Well, they were <laughs> they were experimenting with the air taxi. Wasn't that supposed to be all electric? Yeah, oh, I remember that. that. Yeah, the yeah. air taxi. I think that was out in California. But why does the Air Force need an air taxi? Well, because I think they want to be on the edge of this whole... A lot of that article that I cut out was talking about how they want to be leaders in the clean climate movement, all that kind of shit. I don't know, man. This sounds like a great way just to send a bunch of money to the Ukraine without this anybody knowing about it. sounds so boondogglish, right? I mean... Well, especially without a really specific uh, mission or, you know, purpose. Right. They're uh, just using it for, like, whatever concept. And then, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I It's so slow. It doesn't carry very much. And... It's got to cost through the moon for all the battery stuff that's got to go in this thing, right? High altitude reconnaissance or something like that be really cool. I don't know. At 100 knots? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it doesn't have much loiter time. We've got, I mean, we got Global Hawks that'll stay up there for days. Right, right. And they're unmanned. So they're even cheaper. You don't have to pay uh, VA benefits to an unmanned aircraft. So Hmm. anyway, uh, that's what they're up to. Well, I like the design. I just wish it had more. I, I wish there was some practicality. In yeah. It, but, but as we've covered over the last year, I don't know what you're sending me, Jake. Turbine. Oh, it's, it's a Dash 60. It's a turbine-powered generator. Hey, I, can that you they share roll that? Out. I, I've, I've changed my settings. You should be able to share now. All I did was click on that, the Wait. images. Try to share yeah. it at the bottom of your Zoom meeting. And then choose your thing. I think I've given you some power there. It's a share screen. It's because you're older now, Jake. You're more mature. You should be able to handle it. You had a birthday. Nah, it says host disabled participants from That's sharing. horseshit. Just me. <laughs> it. it says just me. 
<laughs> no, it, it actually it, it does say host disabled for dispense screen sharing. I just clicked on it. Fucker, that must yeah. be, that must reset every time. <laughs> it's all good. Fucking boomers, man. It's <laughs> no worries. <laughs> That's why I, I was like, eh, I'll just ship it to him. But it, yeah. Fuck, no, I don't know how to turn that shit on. Very cool. I think it's like short. I mean, right now it only goes that far, but I mean, think about how far just in the last less they, than 10 are, years the Teslas have come. That shit? Because battery technology has not really improved. Yeah, but like a Tesla, a Tesla will only go like even the extended range will only go like 500 miles. And then you got to stop for like eight hours to supercharge it. Because they're limited on um, battery technology. Yeah, they're buying the power curve. Are we? We the aliens? Come on, man. We're not limited well, on battery technology. What can my cell phone do now? My cell phone can fly to the moon on its own. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's, must everybody be a Samsung. knows there is a twenty-year life. Absolutely. <laughs> the cell phones work, but none of the uh, laundry equipment works. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, my fridge is light. That'll that fridge will light on fire in a heartbeat. <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on to uh, another idea to get more people in. You know, before the draft starts, of course. <laughs> yeah. For voluntary people. So, this is from military.com. Air Force and Space Force raise the max age for active duty recruits. Well, you know why? Because you don't have to be physical sitting at a terminal. That's true. That's true. 42 years old, you can sit there all day. And think about the VA claims of this, right? You've got a long history of messing up your knees, messing up your back, everything else that they could just point immediately back to. Now, all you got to do is quit them from smoking. Yeah, that's They're true. vaping, man. Nobody <laughs> smokes right. Yeah, vaping. Sorry. Yeah, vaping. Yeah. Um, under a new policy change, active and Mike, if you haven't picked this up yet, uh, Eric is slowly coming around to the idea of Space Force. No, he's not. <laughs> yeah, not. he is. Yeah, um, he is. Under a new we policy, there, but whatever. Active duty <laughs> Air Force and Space Force applicants can join up to the age of forty-two, meaning the services are now willing to take the oldest recruits out of all the Department of Defense military branches. Mike, you want to come back in? Yeah, can you yeah, imagine that's right. that? You could restart, baby. Two babies, come on in, man. Be daddy in space. Come on in, forty-two-year-old A1C. Yeah, she shots it. And hey, I don't know uh, if you guys can think back this far, but can you? Do you remember when you guys were A1Cs and the people that you know? So I was like a nineteen-year-old A1C, and there was twenty-five-year-old A1Cs, and the twenty-five-year-old ones were the ones that were like. Well, my birthday means that I'm, you know, yep. I outrank yep. you and shit, and you got to take out the trash now. It's like, <laughs> fuck you, man. Like, I don't take it out shit. What are you going to uh, do? You know, Could you imagine that, a 42-year-old saying that to a 19-year-old now? Well, no. uh, I was going to wait till the end of this, but uh, you know who were generally older guys anyway? Were the fucking Canadians. I think oh, yeah. all Canadians yeah. came in at like 30 years old. Yep. Because they Ted. were, uh, what was that, like, E5 rank they had? It was like a, 
weird corporal. corporal thing. It was car was it corporal? Yeah, yeah. it was corporal. And all where they uh, pretended like they were like tech sergeant equivalents, but they were actually like less yeah. than senior airmen. But they yeah. were but they were all like thirty five corporals. You know, thirty five yeah. corporals. Yeah, it seemed like it, you know. Uh, Canadians don't wear their age very well. It, it must be the weather or something Whoa. because they all that fucking maple syrup. <laughs> Marty was the only one that was alive when I was in A1C. You guys weren't born yet. <laughs> well, what was the what was the oldest guy you ever ran across to join? Right, you know, I think I think I met a guy in the reserves who came in. I think he was thirty three when he went to basic. I had a well, what 32-year-old that I did an eval with when I was in A1C at one SOPS who tried to throw me under the bus for a crit and an eval over him not using the fire extinguisher. <laughs> fire extinguisher, motherfucker. It's fucking retarded. Well, what was the I, I love that these memories are coming back. Like, I'm just going to be pissed. I'm going to be up all night just pissed. It's funny. One of the suggested names I had when we were renaming this, and I sent it to Jake, and Jake didn't like it, but... It was going to be fire in the break room because I was like every <laughs> eval that either yep. ends it or that's going to be an input was a fire in a break room. Right. Well, another another tangential since we're on tangents right now and you're going to edit this. I called the, the actual base fire department. <laughs> okay, so I called the base fire department one time and said, "Hey, man, <clears throat> how long would it take for a computer fire to actually turn deadly if I was sitting there and the you know, the hard drive caught fire. And he was like, dude, you would need to like put a blanket over your head. The blanket would have to catch fire to catch you on fire <laughs> in order for you to like be in a deadly, you know, situation that would turn out. But as soon as a computer, do you guys remember this? As soon as a computer yeah. caught fire, immediate evac, everyone out, like, boom, it's done. Because of toxic and, you know, that was some baby. serious fear mongering because I thought <laughs> computers just burst into flames all the time. All the time. Yeah. I never. I still haven't seen one. I'm kind yeah, of disappointed. Uh, microwaves <laughs> and trash cans in the break room. Well, I actually oh. did. I actually did see a live phone, a regular just admin phone. Actually, it went. It sparked and then smoked. And Ooh. this is there again. When I was at one stop, it sparked and smoked. It was this was an old admin phone, like you so this is like away. a rotary dial phone. So like the kids these days won't know what I'm talking about, but it literally sparked and fumed. And I looked over at the LT crew commander. I was like, "Can I?" He's like, "You damn sure well you will." So I'm gonna grab the fire extinguisher and just empty oh, the no whole way. damn thing. Like, yeah, yeah, it was nice. awesome. Nice. nice. <laughs> Blasted. And then, yeah, we called the fire department, the whole thing, and they were like, why the hell did you do this? you got to clean it all up now. We were like, fuck it, it was worth it. So, Can you uh, imagine being 42 years old and coming in as, let's say, E3, and according to the no. base pay chart right now, right. your base pay is 27K. What, <laughs> 42? And you got to live right now, it's 27K? Yeah, that's that's this year, 2023. Yeah, you can make that a E three, and it doesn't cake. count. It doesn't count BAH and the hundred dollars right. for BAS. But unbelievable. And you wonder why you're not going to get anybody in. How desperate does a forty two year old have to be Pretty to desperate. be like twenty seven k is better than what I'm doing now? Food now stamps, there, baby. There Ooh. was a guy. Um, They're on food stamps. That's the right. thing. There was a guy I interviewed who he had gone to college, he gotten his degree, he was working, 
and I think at 28, 29 or something like that, him and his friend got together and they're like, hey, this, it was almost like the beginning of stripes. They're like, hey, this shit's not really working you know, for us, so let's go join the Army. So they joined the Army, yeah. I think, at like 30. Right? 30's a far way away from 42. 42. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's that's most twenty year dude, careers, especially if they're raising minimum wages oh. around where you can make fifteen bucks at McDonald's. You're already yeah. out earning that that uh, airman, you know. Yeah, yeah the only you thing you're getting is a, a room, a room and board, right? You do get that pretty much, and sleep apnea. You got sleep apnea to look forward to. <laughs> you got that before you come in. At, at forty two, he do. probably does. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, if that guy who has sleep apnea, if he can just make it through the sleep test, good. And they're like, nope, you don't have it. And you'd be like, oh, that's money in the bank, baby. <laughs> here's like, here's the thing. <laughs> what what rank are you on average in the Air Force at 10 years in? What are you staff looking at? Sergeant. Like uh, tech, staff, staff, tech? Or tech? Yeah, some tech? Staff. Yeah. Probably Can you tech. imagine a 52-year-old tech? I'm not well, like they, that, I, I, I've seen them Imagine before. That's a, usually when they sleep with a uh, A1C. Well, yeah. <laughs> I've seen some reservists. Some of That's the reservists were older. Some of the, the reservists guard were was older, but they're yeah. that was a singer, Mike. You're not talking about 52 no. year old no. tech. Maybe yeah. I mean maybe. But but Mike brings up a good point. You join up at 42. You're an airman. You miss out on all the potential harassment that you could enjoy. Uh, that as an early twenty-year-old guy, no sure. way. Nobody's sleeping with a forty-two-year-old air, airman. Your yeah, call sign is OSB right off the yeah, bat. Yeah, everyone thinks you're OSB. Saggy balls, oh, right off point. the bat. Yeah, that's a good point. OSB, boom. The one forty-two-year-old, they're like, "What the hell? Hey, How'd go you mess pass up yourself so off as your an life? A1C." Yeah. He's like, no, I really it's, am. It's like answer. 21 Jump Street, the new 21 Jump Street. Think, with, uh... But they don't look young at all. <laughs> well, hey, think about the recruiter talking to a 42-year-old. Willing to come in and make 27K, brother. We're going to set you up with a room and a dorm. He ain't You're going to be shipped I mean, a bathroom with some dude around the hallway. Jake, was that you who brought that up? It was like, what What has happened to that guy's life that he's joining up at 42? Yeah. What's right. going on? You're not getting a clearance. If you're that desperate at 42, other than you're super gung ho to serve your country, we still get GI Bill. Oh, I would imagine. Would. So. I would assume so. I bet they do. Yeah. So. Oh, hey, the Texas Rangers just won the World Series. Oh, there's oh, a nice. Oh, spoiler alert! Really couldn't, couldn't pull that fifth game out, huh? Or sixth yeah. game? Nope. They were Man. leading what three to one? Wow. Coming to this game. Yeah, but they were yeah. just rolling. They were rolling, man. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they, they they did a great job. So anyway, sorry. Uh, the increase in the... No. Oh, oh, Leslie Brown, who is a spokeswoman for the Air Force Recruiting Service, uh, said the new change applies to active duty airmen and guardians, both officers enlisted. It used to be 39. They've raised it to 42. Uh, the intention was to give those recruits an opportunity to quote, serve a full 20 years since the retirement age is 62. Oh, my God. Are you shitting me? Dude, what what age did you guys retire? Like, Marty, what age did you retire? Uh, and you had a break in know, service. 
I did. I had a four year break of service. I was forty six when I retired. Eric, thirty eight. Thirty eight. Yep. Forty two. Like, can 42. you? Yeah. I retired on my fortieth. I there's no way. <laughs> it's I don't crazy. understand. How do you like to be fifty five? And they're like, "Hey, this is scheduling. We need you to come in for a mid shift." You'd be like, "Oh, motherfucker!" <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ! I gotta pop my hip back in. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, or sitting at the terminal. Can you imagine being a, yeah doing a mid? But you, right could, now? you couldn't get a hold of any of those guys because that CPAP machine is so goddamn loud. They wouldn't answer the phone anyway. Yeah. You're yeah. Like, ah, I tried to call you, but ah, I was like, I was home, but I didn't. I didn't hear it. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, CPAP machines have advanced a little bit more than that now. <laughs> I know you're a big defender of the CPAP. <laughs> yeah, why are you still defending the honor of the CPAP community? I win one, man. Holy I don't shit. doubt that, but you. I got like, to. How dare you this besmirch the second the time good name. you, you brought I that up? I feel obligated for all of us sleep apnea sufferers. Have you seen the new models of CPAPs? <laughs> They're very <laughs> compact. They're very, very roomy. Very quiet. You can turn and sleep on your side. The battery life, and they use significantly less distilled water, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> Eric, nobody gives a shit, man. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't defend the prosthetic community as vigorously as you defend the CPAP uh, community. So. I am very yeah. proud of my machine. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Oh my God. What happens when you get old, man? The you gotta have end, a, you gotta the, have something to stand for. You gotta that was the topic. Of, <laughs> that was the topic of conversation for three nights in a row on the ship. That's right. right. Yeah. What model do you have? Oh, oh, three different people. Phillips is inferior. Every Whoa. conversation on the ship started with, what are you suffering from? <laughs> well, yeah. but then they, they got the guy in the ship is like, hey, uh, you want to see the real CPAP stuff? Come below decks with me. I got And he's got a black market of CPAPs out there. Oh, yeah. That are just like. Pieces of equipment. Of guys line, forgot it. Right? Yeah, some bootleg filters. <laughs> it's run on diesel. <laughs> Crank it up. It's like uh, it's cash only. Sorry, it's cash. That only. diesel hole will put you right to bed. <laughs> cash only. <laughs> um, the increase in the enlistment age comes nearly one month after the Air Force announced it missed active duty enlistment goals for the first time since 1999. What? Uh, it, other services have also taken the same approach in recent months. In November. The Navy raised its maximum enlisted age from 39 to 41. The Coast Guard also changed its maximum enlisted age, uh, enlistment age to 42 in November. In fiscal 2023, the Air Force missed its enlisted active duty recruiting goals by 11%, Ooh. getting only 24,100 uh, out of the expected 26,877. Military.com reported this month that of the five Defense Department service branches, only two met their active duty enlisted recruiting goals for fiscal year 2023. The Space Force and the Marine Corps. 
And the Space Force is kind of cheap because they just got all the Air Force guys. Everybody, yeah, it was ever here. Go Space right. Well, they got they stole all the. I don't know. I don't know about the cream. See, but and definitely that's, and that's three layers too. down from the army and. Well, but they the also took over um, Discus, and they took over all those army programs. So those guys either became Space Force, right, or they got out. I think. So I wonder if they counted those numbers. And they're like, ah, no, we're good. We- you think I, the feel, 50- I do feel bad for those new guys that are cross-trained over because most of the Army, that was like an additional duty or a special duty for a couple of years. Yeah, they didn't have they a, had MOS no, for that. Right, right. They had no MOS and they had no background knowledge on space stuff. <laughs> now, So they they're coming over change. with mm-hmm. like, hey, now you're a tech or and you're supposed to be an expert at this career well, field. Now wait a minute, those and you those, don't even have space one hundred. I I don't know, like like take all the JTAGs guys. I don't know where they got trained at, right? Yeah, Is right over oh, here. They got trained in Colorado Springs. Yeah, JTAG. I know exactly where they got trained. I've been there, yeah. and the oh, best no, part sure. about that was army guys shut up and listen. <laughs> they do what they're told, and they will follow their checklist. Better than stupid space ops guys full, because full army guys get yelled at, monkey like banana, really yelled at, right? Yeah, yeah, they have to do push ups and shit. But now that's yep. all that's all space force now because they took over JTAGs, they took over <laughs> everything, they've taken over everything. Hmm. So, um, anyway, I'm just saying, I feel kind of bad for those guys that came over and didn't have space 100, they didn't have space 200, and they're just or, thrown into the random space community. But for the enlisted, how much did you really need that stuff for? Right? Because they had deltas, they had engineers, they had all those guys who will do the complicated computations for you. And they're just like, all you got to do is just two-person. Well, you should see my big pool of money that Space 300 was giving me. Like, I swim in it every day, like, you yeah, know, Scrooge McDuck. That yeah. is true. <laughs> That's a good point. You didn't need the well. You didn't need any. You just had to sit through that class. That's all. Uh, okay. So these. Did you guys see me yawn? By the way, did you see me? Did you see me yawn? Uh, Eric, I see yeah. you yawn all the time. Well, you're an old guy. That's what we just expected. No, yeah, it was more about your getting, space conversation. You might be getting low on oxygen. Might need a little. Yeah. <laughs> you better pap it up. Plugging that, that pap going. Oh, when I when my head goes. Pap the, up the jam. Uh, pap it up. Pap it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's the same guy that has to do his PT test at 52. Yeah, you that's imagine nice. that. They're going to have to bring that's up new brackets. Nice. Oh, my well, God. Well, the good thing is they could use the women's uh, the women's uh, standards. <laughs> well, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> but, but Space Force is going to no PT test, right? They're just doing the monitor, right? They're doing the wrist monitor. Yeah. I heard about that. I don't know if it's actually in. Is, I, is that an they don't thing have yet? a test yet. They still don't have a test. Um, but they're do but they're giving monitors out. Yeah. And they're like on your do your health on your own recognizance. <laughs> if you call pass, in. I called yeah, I walked around my house today. I'm good for I, the- I don't think they even can, I, nobody wants to even take that data. <laughs> I think they're just like, Hey, if you're filling out these baggy Space Force uniforms, maybe you're getting too fat. <laughs> That's probably why the like whatever the grays are. Those pants yeah. are so baggy. Because it has that whole that yeah. whole gut section down there. That you All they did <laughs> is literally go over to the Army. Can you say, 
Can you make these maternity pants in gray? <laughs> we'll take them. Ooh, is that elastic Freaking, waistband? Can we elastic? get those? That is nice. This belt's kind of digging into my fat. Can you, uh, yeah, like just that. get rid of it. I like that yeah. whole it's, elastic it's breathable. panel you got there. Can we, can we get it's that panel breathable. put in, Lars? You hear the snap? <laughs> <laughs> When you're sitting on crew and somebody's constantly adjusting it, you're like, please. <laughs> but that's another one I give to the Canadians. Oh, Canadians had no shame about it. They didn't care. They just, I, And I want to get to that point in my life, that old guy who's just confident with the big beer gut who just walks around in the thongs on the beach. That's what I would love to get to that point, you know. That old Italian guy who's just like, fuck it, man, you know. Let's move on to the next point. I, I don't even hear about you and thongs on the beach. For all your thongs. tummy rubs and thongs needs, contact <laughs> Mr. History at OnlyFans. At OnlyFans. Not, only fans, only fans Mr. History.com. That's right. Pa- yeah. Papa, Papa Bear doesn't wear thongs. That's the, that's, the, that's the only sponsor of this show is Eric's OnlyFans. It's only Papa Bear's OnlyFans. <laughs> Jeez. I don't wear thongs, bro. Nope. Uh, I'm gonna make a logo for that, so put it on. Uh, put it Ooh, on the outro. That's, that's gonna be put your it, new background, right on the corner of Ooh, the screen. That could, man. that could be the one I send for you. OnlyFans <laughs> hog. Because <laughs> oh. Eric's an honorary original guardian. Oh. H-O-G. 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 All right, so I got a couple stories here that is bad news for the Garden Reserve. Mm. And, and the stories aren't related. I just found them both, and I was like, this would suck to be Garden Reserve nowadays. <laughs> so the first one's from military.com. National Guard hasn't paid out thousands of enlistment bonuses. Thousands. Uh, National Guard is behind in paying at least 9,000 soldiers the bonuses they were prom- promised for when signing up according to a service component source with direct knowledge of the situation. I don't know who that's supposed to be. Somebody obviously came on the record or off the record. That's a disgruntled person right there. Well, true. The delays are so severe that guard officials are tracking, or wait a second, they're tracking in addition to the 9,000 soldiers, they're tracking an additional 3,900 soldiers who completed their service and left the military without getting any bonus payments. Oh. They're like, fuck, I can't wait. Morons. They're not going to pay me. And they probably just left. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, Their orders were up, probably. And they're yeah, like, uh, yeah. What are you going to You can't hang around unless you got orders, right? So one soldier said. Oh, but it, hey, excuse me, sir. Do you think you could come back? We'd really like you to come back for another three weeks. Exactly. What do you think? Uh, we might be able to get you that bonus then. Well, no, with this, with, this, with this low level of number. And then being soldiers, these are people that like either didn't know what was going on and they were chased down after the fact, or they just didn't do their paperwork. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, you it's know, not, like, it's not the a senior very NCO number. in me has seen this shit before. <laughs> and someone who didn't do the work they were supposed to do, they're now coming back and, you know, a lawyer contacted them <laughs> after the fact. Sure. Uh, if you it, does, it does suck if they were promised 20 grand and they didn't get it. But you're right. Yeah. You're right. It is a it is a relatively low number. But here's what they're doing about it, right? Uh, soldiers are typically supposed to receive the first payment of their enlisted bonuses. National Guard considers payments late 
if more than 30 days have elapsed, but that 30-day goal is not codified in any policy, leaving soldiers with little recourse to raise complaints when payments are overdue. It's almost like when you retire. How long was it before you got your retirement check after you retired? For me, it was a year. It took a year. I thought, no, no, no. Holy uh, nine yeah, months. I think it was nine months. I think it was nine months. I was 30 days. I, I got it the next month. I was good. Dude, Dude, damn. Mine was a couple, I think two months, maybe. No shit. Mine was 30 days yeah. like Mike's. It happened quick. Marty, you got hosed. I did get fucked. But there's nobody <laughs> to complain to. No, no like, they, hey, and they don't care. You're retired. Wait. They're like, you gotta wait, right? There's nobody who goes, "Oh yeah, we'll look into that for you." Yep, Mr. Smith, and I'm like, "Great," but yeah, it took. Uh, I think it was nine months. So, uh, let's see. While nearly 94 percent of our soldiers eligible to receive an enlistment bonus have received it, <clears throat> we are working very hard to reconcile the remaining six percent. The issue. Now, here's, here's kind of the <clears throat> bullshit part. The issue, according to officials, is the accumulated effect of undermanned, poorly trained, or poorly performing full-time staff working with a payment processing system that has faced multiple long-term catastrophic <laughs> outages. Great. <clears throat> uh, you, ever go, you ever go over to, uh, um, god damn, MPF or something like that? And they're like, hey, yeah. our computers are down. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. I guess I got to come back next week, right? Every time you need a cat card or something. Yeah, every time I need to go to Deers. I I actually had three Deers appointments this year that failed because Deers was down. Always. Mm -hmm. Always. And you've got to wait multiple weeks. You can't just book it the next day or that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but to fix this problem we're talking about, excuse me, First Sergeant, do you think you could call the VA for a loan? (laughs) <laughs> yes they have they have oh, money yeah. laying around that they yeah. unaccounted for yeah so they'll give you a loan yeah first hmm. starting to go to the fucking airman's attic before we go to the fucking <laughs> 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 yeah, right. ah but i can get you i can get you some ill-fitting uniforms for a little while if you want pair of socks you have to resell the patches <laughs> but um so the army national guard incentive management system or gyms g-i-m-s it was first rolled out in 2012, allowing states to manage manage and monitor incentives. Uh, but the system crashed in late 2018, right before COVID, right? Mm. And was inoperable for about 10 months. Another 10-month outage occurred in 2021. While the system was down, bonuses had to be filed through a complicated, I don't know why it's complicated, but a complicated manual process. That's the guy you're talking to who's 52 years old. He doesn't understand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Creating a backlog the states are still trying to fix. Now, I don't know if you, Jake and Mike, do you do you remember manual leave forms and shit like that? Yeah. Yeah. Those forms that you had to press hard to get yep. the duplicate thing. All pay was that way. It used to be all that way. Yeah. I, my first two travel vouchers in the military – I had to go to the MPF military pay and we had to oh, file yeah, the yeah, ha- right, like, right. Okay. Here's, here's our paper copy travel voucher. And we had to estimate exactly how many, how much we were getting. Right. right. And then weren't the receipts you- attached. Then you have to have the yep. receipts attached and yep. all that. Oh yeah. Yep. God damn. I've I seen that. Yeah. Yep. So we had that system. Why is it complicated now? Because no, I mean, think about 
trying to teach somebody how to use that system now. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, there's no way. Half of our systems, people don't realize, are like based. <laughs> some of the systems don't aren't going away because we can't replicate them right now, right? Well, that's true. I had a discussion. This is going to get boring, maybe, Eric. But don't tell me. Tell, tell your cousin. <laughs> there's a lot of satellites up there, right? And we started with a five-digit numbering system. There's too many satellites up there now. Half the systems we use can't inject anything more than five digits. That's right. Mm. All, they, and we don't know how to replace the systems. Yeah. And so we have like workarounds kind of thing. I'm like, replace those systems. They're like, well, we can't do that. Well, but you've been involved in uh, situations where uh, you're coming up on some maneuver for a satellite or something like that. And it didn't take, it didn't go, it, the command didn't go up. And they do this whole uh, problem analysis and they come down there like, oh, uh, we, we didn't have the year date in right. Or it didn't take this input right. It was one small little thing that some programmer, at the time he was making it, 15 fucking years ago, didn't have an issue with. Yep. But now yep. he's like, oh, yeah, you gotta, you can't do that anymore. You gotta do it the old way. And nobody remembers the old way. And all that shit got sunk. Right? Mm. Nothing. Well, you guys remember how much Y2K fucked us over? Uh, this is the whole thing all over again. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, nobody realized what the inputs needed to be and shit like that. It wasn't because well, the world software. was supposed to be done by then. Yeah, and, uh, I was in basic training for Y2K. Oh shit, that's right, huh? That's right. Yep. Holy shit, I was a tech sergeant. Already. <laughs> Do you did you ever deal with a sub subscriber terminal, the ST machine? Yeah, sure. STNT. Yeah. Yeah. So. When I first came in, that was actually when I got to the schoolhouse and started teaching there. Our ST machine was running off the original floppy disks. And if oh, wow. ours broke, and I had to look at the old floppy disk and get as much information off of it and remake templates. And we had to order those disks off that. of eBay. Yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> to replace them. Right, right. Holy it was crazy. Shit. And then where did you find the Tandy 386 to like actually copy the files too? Like, <laughs> no, you had to do it through DOS, maybe. That was fun. DOS, holy cow! Uh, so they got all these problems, and like Mike said, it's not the majority of people; it's it, it's a few amount of people. But the, but if you're old twenty grand, right? I mean, yeah, but it's also a state problem because it's the guard. It is a state problem, but this, that's what there was a paragraph in here talking about uh, some of these mid-ranking people who are doing all this pay stuff, that's not their primary job. Because they're in a garden, they need to find a position. They're like, okay, you can do, go do pay, E5, E6. And he's like, fuck, I don't know what, the, what I'm doing. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's uh, a substantial amount of money for a young fella. Right. And they said several soldiers told military.com that these staff members performing administrative functions claimed they, they told these guys, hey, the state's out of money. <laughs> which is bullshit because bonuses come out of it hell yes right they come out of a whole different pot so uh but don't worry though don't worry because about a year ago the national guard bureau stood up incentive oversight teams problem solved right uh <laughs> try to fix issues at the state level 
though correcting the problems will likely take years. Okay, so that's part one of how being a guard guy sucks. Here's part two of being how being a guard reserve sucks. Guard reserve troops get fewer veterans disability claims approved. So you're not getting your bonus. <laughs> yeah, we're going to turn your claim away. What That's the hell? Right. According to a government accountability office report, National Guard and Reserve Service members are less likely to get their veterans disability claims approved than their active duty counterparts because of incomplete military records. I don't know how that happens. You know exactly how that happened. I don't. I don't <laughs> yeah, know reserve, how reserve keeping is any different. But that's my medical records got deleted on but, accident. But when in, I, and inadequate oversight of their injuries. Okay, I, I get that part more than I get the military records. Uh, but the GAO found that over a ten-year span, the part-time troops approval rate and first-time disability claims ranged from sixty-two percent in twenty twelve. To 77% in 2021. So it went up uh, 15% in 10 years. That lags. So that's not a bad range. No, but that lags. Especially since you throw everything at the wall. Well, sure. <laughs> well, but they may not even know that. Oh, I wonder if they do. Uh, but that lagged significantly behind active duty troops approval rates, which grew from 79% in 2021 to 90% in 2021. Or. Yeah, 2012 to 20. So that's just talking about their claim approval rate, claim not their approval. like disability rating. No, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. How, yeah, you know, yeah. you put all that shit, like you said, throw it against the wall. Initial submission. Yep. Here's what you get. Yep. So active duty was a couple of years ago was getting 90%. Uh, guard was only getting 77%. Wow. Which, and we've known over the last 20 years that guard and reserve are doing the same shit. Basically, if not more. Yep. In most so, instances, yep. more. if not in some instances, more. Yeah. Uh, researchers said the problem was not necessarily linked to fewer injuries or illnesses among reserve and guard personnel, but instead tied to less documentation of potential problems. Now, I don't, I don't understand how that gets less documented. Well, but, because you well, got to do it to, in order to see the military doctor on a reserve or guard weekend. You've got to go to the reserve or guard doctor during your drill time. Uh, which, that's, of course, that's a good point. Because I'm thinking, and if you get hurt on that weekend, you got to get put back on orders. Well, that's true to go see him. To go attend uh, and during the and then, week you, and then you've got to jump on to what's it called? The what's the orders thing? Arrows. You got to jump into yeah. arrows. arrows. You got to approve your orders, and your supervisor yep. got to do it. And it's a yep. whole shit show. A reserve and, orders processing thing, Eric. It's a okay, well, because I've I never then, heard the term. Yeah, to generate your orders. So. I know locally here on reserve weekends, the medical staff rotates between Shriver and Buckley. So yep. it's almost like oh, every, other, me. Every, every other every other every other weekend. Month. Yep. Hmm. And it better line up with your UTA weekend. Don't have an or off. Or else weekend. you don't see the doc. Or else you don't see the doc. Well, or you go to the emergency room. So, yeah, you roll your ankle, you know, doing squadron PT, playing, you know, football, basketball, whatever. Yep. And then yep. they're like, oh, you know, and it's at four o'clock on the Sunday. And you're like, well, yeah, what do I do now? And they go, well, you either go to the emergency room or you suck it up or you come in on orders. And you're like, it's a rolled ankle. I suck it up. And then boom. And that's yeah, 10 years that's, down the road, right. your ankle screwed up, and yeah, you're and that's you're easy hosed. enough. But imagine you're in 
Iraq and you're some burn pit, you come off orders, right? And then you start developing symptoms. Um, I, active duty is having a hard time documenting those kind of injuries. Imagine yep. uh, you're off orders and that what? You can't you can't just go walk into the VA. You're reservist. No. You have no. You're not a retired reservist, so you're and you're not in status. You know, they're not going to see you. Yep. So I guess yeah, it's understandable, unfortunately. Uh, but don't worry. Like I told you, Eric, don't worry no. about this one either. I'm not worried. Because both the Defense Department and VA officials told the GAO that they're working on improvements. And I bolded that so. out. They are oh, cool. They're on it. Sweet. Yeah, no, no need to worry. Sleep well at night with your CPAP. You're good. I'm sure yep. they'll be taken care of soon. But they also acknowledged that they were unaware of the difference until the GAO report. So maybe they weren't paying that much attention. Mm. You know? I, I mean, it, it's so like, I think everything's like some commander's like, I think everything's okay. And then some report. Comes I mean, Marty, Marty, like, oh, shit, come on, give, give them a break. Do you know how hard it is to launder money through the Ukraine using U.S. taxpayer funds? It takes a significant amount of work to do that <laughs> and pay off all your buddies at the same time. Well, like, that's, give true. A break. that's true. That's a good point. Thank you, Mike. I think we would all agree that in the military right now, doesn't pay. Doesn't work. Well, Whether not, even, not only that. Active but, duty. But here's the recruiting pitch for Guard and Reserve, right? Come on in, join the Guard and Reserve. There is a bonus that we won't pay you. There are injuries <laughs> that we won't give you above 30%. That we won't document. That we won't document. Uh, but come on in and serve your country. I mean, that's a hell of a sales pitch. Yeah. Well, and this dude has to be next to you as much as actually check, and you won't be able to know the difference. And Yeah. <laughs> well, you're going to get put man. on orders just as much or deployed just as much as active duty. Right? Uh, but you if won't you're get in those credit specific for it. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. So it's, the question it's kind is of a tough sales pitch. Would you do it again now? Well, no, no, the question is the question is, um, would you encourage your kid to go join? I would have to say no. I really I, would. I would do it, but under very specific circumstances. They go ROTC scholarship to a normal college so they have a normal yeah, college good experience yeah, good point. but they are still guidelines they get out of college graduate college they have a guaranteed job right, right off the bat right. for the first get out after four you have limited student debt if not in if not none yeah you have experience that very few other people in your career field will have you have a clearance and it's only four years post college. You're that's huge. That's a good point. So take that. Take other that than that, no. And apply it to Eric. Eric, you you already said you wouldn't advise your son to go in the military. No. If let's say he was hell bent on it, right? What job would you tell him to go take? Would you tell him to go take security forces? No. Would no. You tell, would you tell him to come into space? Somewhere, oh, somewhere <laughs> between a calm guy. Oh, calm, calm. No, that's I'm telling a good you, one, man. Calm, calm deploys yep. all the time. I don't mind yep. the deployment. That's not the part that bothers me. 
Big boy jobs. Big boy jobs, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, and a okay. civil engineer is cyber. where I was going. Tell him to go cyber. He's set. He's set for Somewhere life. in there. Oh, set sure. for life. Yep. I would do that. Right. And like Jake said, I think if you gave him specifics on his education that allowed him to be paid a little more than 27000 or not put in supply in charge of all the CPAP machines that they're now having for all the old guys, yep. you know, we don't want to do that. I think then there would be a chance that I would recommend to my son. All right, we'll, we'll do that. But to go in, to be a, a, an enlisted troop, non-educated, without an education, making $27,000 when you could do something on the outside. Uh, no, I, I just I don't, think, I don't think it's worth it. I mean, and, especially when Starbucks gets better than that. Right. And yeah. they have college incentives. Yeah. True. Well, you and, and we've I mean, taken they don't have out GI Bill stuff, but they do. We removed no, but they, the patriot, they pay portions the patriotic of the college. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Remove the patriotic piece, because some people I get will say, "I'm joining just because I want to support my country." There's yeah. got to be more to it today. I mean, than just being patriotic. It's got to be a, a means to an end. You got to be able to live. Oh, I saw that. I saw the most. Anyway, I won't talk about it because. Uh... But it was a conspiracy. It was a 9/11 film that talked about behind the scenes of 9/11. Yeah, and the motivations that led up that could have possibly led up. But mm. we won't talk about that. Anyway, anyway, I got something special for you guys now. And Mike, something you get to play special? Uh, your first game, one of these games. You guys are all going to play again. Uh, we are going. We are going to play. A movie, I love games. A movie game. <laughs> hey, sounds just like a security force. I love games. games. It's not find the chapstick, Eric. <laughs> All right. <laughs> not that one. Yeah, where's my oh. fruit juice? <laughs> Which, this game, I've actually... Uh, I actually got this game inspired from uh, Adam Carolla's show. If you ever listen to Adam Carolla's podcast. He does a Rotten Tomatoes game where they guess the uh, critic score on movies. I altered it, and we're going. We're going to compare two movies, and you got to just guess the higher which movie got the higher audience score. All right, is that right. from Rotten Tomatoes? Then is that it is, the score is from Rotten Tomatoes? Okay, but you just got to guess which one got the higher audience score. All right. All right. So, shout out to Adam Carolla. I'm giving credit for him, but I've altered it enough to hope he'll that. appreciate that. He probably will. He probably, yeah, you know. We ever get I'm sure he listens all the time. Yeah, His lawyer is going to contact you for stealing Mike information. Did. Why wouldn't you? And with our rousing uh, CPAP stuff, you know, That's CPAP true. and pap smear is hard to separate. It's so close. <laughs> it's so, it's close. so goddamn close. So. Either way, it's a good time, a good old pap time. I don't have to time. do the smear anymore. I'm 60, brother. I don't need to go there. <laughs> good. good. Good to know. Saving Private Ryan. Ready? Let me guess the covenant. No. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. How did you know? Because you saw the other I thing. saw it before. Fucking guy. But the yeah, guy the answers this whole quiz. All right. So which uh, one was rated higher? Audience. Audience rating. Eric. Saving Private Ryan. I'm yeah. going covenant just to shaft Marty. I hope the covenant's better because he hates that. No, I'd never said I hated them. It goes on so long. I said there were two times it went on too fucking long. 
Yeah, Dude, dealing with government bureaucracy bullshit. And the answer Both. is, so Eric and Mike are saving Private Ryan. The answer is 98% for the Covenant. What? See, this is why I hate modern-day America. Yeah, hey, it's got to be a recency yeah, I think it's a recency all right, keep yeah. your own keep hey. your own score because Jake criticizes me when I can't keep score. So keep your own score. All right. I think Rotten Tomatoes got it wrong this time, brother. We no, have to have our hobbies, Marty. I just checked it. All right, we were soldiers versus Black Hawk Down. This is a helicopter showdown. All right. Hmm. All right. I'm gonna go Black Eric Hawk went Down first last time, Jake. Oh, sorry. I want it to. I'm going. We were soldiers. I want it to be Black Hawk Down, but I don't have faith in the public. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Mike. Yeah, Black Hawk Down. I'm just going with my favorites. Eric. Black Hawk Down. Badass movie. Ooh, all the way down. Eighty-eight percent points all around for everybody. No, Jake went freaking. No, nope. we, yeah, we were soldiers. We were soldiers. He wanted it to be Black Hawk Down. We're even. Yeah. yeah. So Jake's got one. Eric's got one. Everybody's got one. Everybody's, Everybody's got, got one. one. This is, I'm so bad at this. <laughs> Lone, so this is a SEAL showdown. Lone Survivor. American Sniper. Versus American Navy Sniper. Oh. I was right. hoping for Navy SEALs. Which, yeah, Rourke, I lost it. which Rourke Denver movie, which was like in the 70%, just so you know, Jake. Uh, which seal movie was higher lone survivor american sniper mike mike you're up first i'm gonna take american sniper because of the fake baby scene oh you remember the fake like the the wife's walking around she's got a clearly fake baby there must have been cost cutting or something on that part it was terrible it was ridiculous anyway i'm going with american sniper eric I'm going American Sniper as well because it came out first and really hit the heartstrings with the guy true. dying. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? That the story strings. is tragic. That's true. Yeah. The real story is tragic. Yeah. I'm going hey. Lone Survivor based solely on the sex appeal of, of Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Over Bradley Cooper? Come on, man. 87%. Wow. Marky Mark wins. <laughs> Wow. He's got nice. underwear commercials going on, man. That's I mean, America's Sniper was a bit of a slog because it was the the action and they flashed back and it was it was it was a slower movie. That's true. Uh all right, Crimson Tide. We're going Ooh. submarines now. Oh Jesus, you Vintage. better not bring up Vintage. Red October. Hunt for Red Down October. Periscope. God damn it. I don't know what to do here. Which one? Which one? Denzel Eric? and Gene Hackman? Versus Sean Connery and Baldwin. I'm going to go Hunt for Red October because Sean Connery's beard. (laughs) Oh, that's true. A Scottish guy playing a Russian. Yeah. (laughs) I'll go Hunt for Red October because it just doesn't seem like it's going the way I thought. You got Tom Clancy back in the story, too. That's true. Yeah, I'm going to go Hunt for Red October. Yeah. I'm I'm going Crimson Tide. Oh, fair. I'm going to take Crimson Tide too, and I'm taking Crimson Tide because I can remember Derek Lucas making the foam sound. 
on crew whenever a fucking phone would go off. And I, it always brings me back. It brings back good movies. That's a good one. Good one. The winner, Hunt for Red October. Awesome. Oh, I thought 83% was a little low for Crimson Tide for audience score. To yeah. Be honest with you. I like that movie. Maybe I'm a communist. I don't know. Maybe I hate America. Yeah. 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 Eric, uh, you got three. I got three. You got two? I think I I'm on two. Yeah. Yeah, because I chose the other. I got two. All right. Mm-hmm. Vietnam movies. Full Metal Jacket versus Platoon. My go. And just yep. so you know, these were all super close. I can't get behind Platoon. I'm going full metal. Fair. Mike? I am Platoon. All Barnes, baby. Barnes! Man. You're not a firing squad, you piece of shit! <laughs> but you can't beat Arlie Emery or whatever the fuck is. Arlie Ermy. For that reason, you know, you and, know who I give more. And credit? Gomer Pyle and his fucking donut, baby. I, I give more credit to uh, uh, what's that actor's name? Um, Tiger Blood, baby. What's that? Tiger's Blood and Platoon. Uh, Tiger's Blood. No, no, no. The Charlie actor uh, who was yeah. uh, Private Pyle in Full Metal Jacket. Dude, I, I that guy is in so much. He was a magnificent seven. Yeah. Well, he's a great producer. He's, he's a he's he great makes actor. so many movies behind the scenes. He, he's awesome. Yeah, I'm going full metal, Marty. So anyway, two platoons and a full metal, huh? No, I'm no, no it's two. Metal. It's two full medals and one platoon. Ninety-four to ninety-three. Woof. Man, that's closers. That is damn close, isn't it? <laughs> That's why I was surprised. That's why I thought we'd do it. Wow. Uh, okay, nice. what's the tallies then? I got three. Still. Got one. I think I got one. three or four. How do you only yeah. got one? He, right off the bat, he came out swinging, and then... <laughs> <laughs> they went over after that, huh? Well, I'm Mike Johnson. Here we go, the, the Air green. Force movies, baby. Oh, oh, Iron Eagle. Iron Eagle. The next one better be Iron Eagle 2. No, the Stealth Bomber one, whatever that one is. Yes, Broken Arrow. Broken Arrow. (laughs) This is almost like which one was worse, right? But which one was rated higher? Wow. Whose turn is it, Mike? Mike, Your turn? I'll I'll go first. Broken broken Arrow, baby, all the way. John Travolta as the bad guy is always the winner. That's true, normally. That's true. And Ethan, or uh, what's his name? Christian Slater. Yeah. Only because the premise of... for both of those movies is so horrible. Right? Well, and Howie Long is in Broken Arrow. <laughs> Howie Long. Is he? Yeah, he's John Travolta's second bad guy. Oh, no shit. Howie Long. Wow. So... Yeah, he's, yeah he's, the, he's the combat controller. Yeah. Or the he's the PJ. No, he's the PJ. So the premise of Broken Arrow was... This was a, a a nuclear bomber crew. Yeah, they stole a nuke. They, 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 they steal they, the nukes and sell it. Yeah, yeah, they were flying a B two. It was both. It was yeah. Travolta and Slater flew a B two out of you know like Nellis or something like that. Right. And then Travolta pulled a gun on Slater, and Slater punched the nukes into the desert. And that was the whole plan all along. Now, what and is then more moronic? Long showed up with what's that? What is more moronic? That one 
or an 18 year old who takes an F-16 <laughs> to go free his pilot dad in another, in a foreign country. Yeah. Hey, yeah. listen, as a 12 year old kid, my dad was a security police officer and I had access to all the skips on base. Did you have blueprints so, and everything else, the top secret stuff? Yeah, it was it was very easy for me to get all that shit and just shop around the school to the Chinese and the Russians. Yeah. I, I like how Iron Eagle, there's no other options. We've got no none, other none. pilots. No. no. He's got I'm a he's got in, a Walkman yeah. strapped to his leg that makes him Yeah, fly I know, faster. I remember that one. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm going Iron Eagle then. I'm right. I'm, full I'm a broke Walkman. arrow guy with Mike. You're going broken arrow, broken arrow, and iron eagle. Look at that! Dust. They dust. How is that freaking possible, man? Guess who's Guess who's not getting the medal today? I don't think I am, brother. (laughs) All right, last one. Let's go to space. I need this one. I need it. Interstellar versus Apollo thirteen. McConaughey versus Tom Tom Hanks. Hanks. Tom Hanks. Uh, I'm going Apollo 13 because control, we have a problem. And I'll give you, I'll give you a, a, a caution. There's only one point, one percentage point that separates these two movies. Jeez. Yeah. yeah it's crazy. Apollo 13. John's, what do you think? I'm going Apollo 13 because I could not ever do the math. I've watched Interstellar at least. 37 times and I still do not understand what the fuck is going on. <laughs> I, I it um what was the Christopher Nolan uh dream movie, sleep movie? Uh oh, Inception. That was yeah, Inception. a little bit easier to understand than Interstellar for me. I like, I like Inception. That was a good one. The only yeah. thing Christopher Nolan has done that I understood was the Batman series, which was <laughs> fucking awesome. The Dark Knight series I, was awesome. Did you watch Tenet? I, I I threw it away. I saw that there I, I, again. I, I it's, it's, within, it's, some, it's stuck somewhere in between Interstellar and Inception. I don't get yeah. it. Like, even uh, even uh, what was the war movie you did? Even that one took me two times to realize. Oh, he's telling the same story from different perspectives. Hmm. I don't know the war I'm, story. The, I gotta uh, go. Evacuation from uh, France. Um, yeah, what is that one? Damn, Eric, what's uh, what's that one? Uh, Say that again. I didn't hear you. Well, the the Christopher Nolan one, where the British troops were pushed to the shore in World War Two, and they had Dunkirk. Oh, oh, in uh, Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Thank you. Dunkirk. Yeah, I mean, I understood that. That one was confusing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm going Interstellar. What'd you go, Eric? Apollo thirteen. Two Apollos. Mike, you went Apollo thirteen, right? Apollo thirteen. The winner. 86 oh, for Interstellar, man. 87 for Apollo 13. Woo! Broke I mean, your streak, Mike. I think you got me by one, Jake. Yeah. How many did you get, Eric? I think I got four. Wow. What'd you get? I think Jake, Jake. got five. Five! And Mike, yeah, I got two. And I'm fine with that. Uh, Not a shutout. Calling Geek Squad <laughs> with his two. Calling Geek Squad. <laughs> <laughs> Marty changed percentages after you said that shit. <laughs> um, if only I was that adept. <laughs> he was fixing slides as he's going. Mike said, "What?" Oh my! 
Mike's. I got his ass right here. <laughs> Mike, you know that's not no true because it would have been show. like, you want Interstellar or Apollo 13? Big <laughs> <laughs> mouse. I change this freaking thing. I can't find the mouse. Dang it! <laughs> and then it goes out. We don't see it at all. We see him re- erasing and. I was here the whole time. Oh my I was god! Here Backspace. In that the whole time. <laughs> Fuck that! Know, that's, that's shift I... change. That's shift change. All right, we're done. That's shift change. Uh, on behalf of all of us here, I'd like to thank you for listening today. Please like, share, and subscribe. Let us know how we did in the comments. Make sure next week that you are not. Mike, thanks for joining us. Man. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for the week. Now see you next week. Cool. Good to meet you, Mike. Oh, man. Yep, it's good to see you. Uh, Eric, I'm glad you uh, got a little glimpse into your future with that cruise. <laughs> okay, I did. That was nice. Oh, yeah, because people are going to see you now. Oh, yeah. We're going to go on a cruise to see you in the boat. He's older. He's older. Right, well, hey, let me let me jump in here because I gotta go put some kids to bed. But uh, I would like to become a regular. This was fun. Good. I'm <laughs> um, so. Uh, yeah, it's you know let's let's uh, coordinate in the future and uh, hopefully I see you guys here again. Okay, hey. on, man. All right, man. Yeah, man. You guys have a good night. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.